Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. And boom, we are back. We are back. We're back. Tuesday morning. Yeah, kind of an oddball Tuesday morning. Super rare Tuesday morning, pre-work, pre-school. Pre-school, pre-work. Podcast. Podcast. So, yeah, yesterday was Z's. Birthday. Yeah, how old were you? Are you? Seven. You're seven now. Hey, getting old, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> had a good birthday. Mm-hmm. Got all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah. And one of the cool things you got was some new Pokemon cards, huh? Yeah. Which I'm gonna share my favorite one. It's a Vileplume GX. It it evolves from Gloom. Gloom is its second stage. It has 240 hit points. It's a grass type. And its attacks are Fragrant Flower Garden. It says, once during your turn before your attack, you may heal 30 damage from each of your Pokemon. And then it has Massive Bloom, 80 minus damage. This attack does 10 less damage for each damage counter on this Pokemon. And 
allergic expo allergic explosion GX fifty damage. That sounds like a fucking horrible sneeze. <laughs> and it says your opponent's active Pokemon is now burned, paralyzed, and poisoned. Wow. wow. Jeez. That sounds like a bad day. And Pretty its gnarly. and its weakness <coughs> is a uh, fight fire types. I would guess that was a grass type. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, rare. Cool. Alright. The Bioplume be- is just like a big flower. He is a big flower. It's not super exciting. But, he's got some good attacks. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, how many hit points does he have? 240? Yeah. That's a lot of hit points. Yeah. But, but my Dragonite GX still has more. 270. He's still the king. Yep. Long live the king. All right, man. Well, you got to finish getting ready for school. You got you got a birthday party on Saturday still with your friends. You're gonna get more stuff. Yeah. So I got you a new snow shovel. Yep. No, you didn't. <laughs> you don't want a snow shovel for your birthday? I no. still think that's an awesome birthday gift, dude. I do not want. You know how much money you can earn with a snow shovel? What if I put like a Pokemon face on the shovel? And then you can go around all the neighbors and say, "Look, you can earn money with I, a Pokemon I, shovel." I would still not want. <laughs> I would still not want that shovel, yeah. even if you put a Pokemon face. All right, man. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll see if I can take it back. Dude, tell Uncle Rob how much money you got now. I got one one hundred and thirty-seven dollars. Dang, dude. I know. Show off your cards on the feet, man. You offering any loans? Uh, no. 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 Yeah. What are you saving up for? Uh, watch. Watch that does what? Calls people. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> this is how the conversation went yesterday. All of a sudden, out of the blue, he's like, I'm saving up for a watch that calls people. I'm like, what? We've never heard of this before. He's like, yeah, I think it costs $300. My buddy Jonathan was telling me. I'm like, what? A watch that calls people? He's like, yeah, I want a watch that calls people. I'm like, who are you going to call? And without hesitation. Ghostbusters. I was like, yes. That's good, dude. I trained him well. Timey was getting much better with the comedy. Yes. So anyways, I'm still not sure what he wants a $300 watch that calls people for at seven years old <laughs> without a phone number of his own. <laughs> Many friends that have a phone number. Uh, Dad, huh. I would call you and Mom. Yeah. Well, you, you can, we're, we're here. You don't need a phone. No, at school. Mm. That at, seems like a problem. At recess. <clears throat> At recess? It seems like they might frown on that. Yeah. Just guessing. So. All right, man. We need to get ready for school. Okay. See you, dude. Give me a kiss. Okay. Have a good day at school. Okay. Have fun, dude. I'm showing you one more of my favorites. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Hi, brawler. Hi, buddy. Bye. Later. <laughs> Ghostbusters, huh? Ghostbusters, man, that was funny. That's hilarious. I was like, I wasn't even like setting it up. Like, I was really like, dude, you're seven years old. Who are you, yeah, who are you calling? Ghostbusters. Fuck, what do you say to that? I'm surprised he knows the Ghostbusters. I don't know, we watched it. The original? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. It's funny. It's not like. I don't know if we watched the whole, whole thing. You know, it's one of those, like, you're flipping around the channels. And like, oh, there's Ghostbusters, and we'll kill, like, half an hour or whatever, watching whatever part of it. That's the Wilson way to watch a movie. You don't watch the whole fucking thing from beginning to end. You watch it in pieces, preferably the last three quarters and then the first quarter. Like, that's the... That's the order? That's also? the order. Yeah, you come in a little late on the movie, 
So you don't actually see the beginning. I mean, you see the rest of it, and you can kind of backfill in. You kind of know what happened. But then later, while you're watching... There's a, there's like, a level oh. of added suspense to that, because then you can guess what the beginning would be like, yeah. and then you can go back and watch it yeah. and see if you were right in your guess. Yeah. Well, it's not on purpose. I'm not doing it on <laughs> right, purpose. It's right. obviously just like some weird Circumstance. habit that we have. But uh, yeah, it's funny. It's... Um, it's happened enough where even like Shiloh will comment on like, oh yeah, this is how we usually watch a movie, like last half and then first half. So A to B is boring. Speaking of you guys not don't have time to watch a lot of shows, I'm going to suggest one, suggest one that you probably won't ever watch, but it's, it's worth it, is uh, the Aaron Hernandez documentary oh, okay. on Netflix. Yeah, 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 I'd watch that one. That's good, I'd, dude. I'd, want, I'd be interested in checking out It's one really out. interesting. Yeah. Was, I mean, I didn't know much. I mean, I knew he was a pro football player. Yeah. That. I didn't um, know a whole lot about it. You know, they got convicted of murder yeah. and then killed himself. Yeah, I mean, I knew the big bullet points. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't oh, know. I forgot he killed himself. I didn't, he killed himself in jail. Yeah. And I didn't know any of the details. I just, oh, okay. And so I wasn't super interested in it, but I heard a few other people talking about it. Yeah. So I was like, I'll check it out. And last weekend, I was just kind of in recovery mode, resting, yeah. dealing with this cough and whatever I got going on. And uh, so I put it on, and I ended up like I almost binge watching it, dude. It was good. It draws you right in. Yeah, there's a lot to that story. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, I tried to think back and forgot. I was like, I was some crazy shit. Like he just basically was like a gangster. Yeah, like yeah. And the way I mean, at the time they didn't know this, but as you backfill everything in, like from the time he, God, what murders did he get convicted of? I can't. I think he got convicted. He got convicted of the one killing his friend. Yeah. The drive by to where he pulled up alongside the car and shot two guys. I'm not sure if he ever got convicted of that one. I can't. No, he got found not guilty on that one. But anyways, they still. I mean, it still kind of seems like he did it. You know, from the evidence I saw. Right. right yeah. And it appears like the timeline, like within a few days, like he went and killed those two guys, and then. Like a week or two later, signed a five-year, forty million dollar contract with New England yeah. Patriots. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. So he's just living yeah. like these dual lives. Yeah, that's he's doing yes. drive-bys and then signing a forty million dollar contract. Yeah, like, fucking like, shooting people over drug deals yeah. and then like going and playing on Sunday and high-fiving Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, that's like, insane. Yeah, that was the thing. He was him and Gronkowski. That was they. You know, he, he didn't just play for anyone. He played yeah. for fucking the New England Patriots. Right. And like at, at the time, I I remember that because. Him and Rob Gronkowski together were like, they were like, what the fuck? How do you stop this, you know, duo? Right. And they were like, oh, pump. That's why he got that big contract because they were the future. Like, you know, those two guys together with Tom Brady was the future of what was going to happen with that franchise on the offensive side. And then, yeah, you're like, wait a minute, dude, this dude is a gangster, just straight up yeah. doing gangster shit. All right, Bye. family. Bye. Bye. See you, Wilsons. Bye. 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 Love you, dude. Bye. 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 Have fun at school. All right. Bye. I'll see you later, Shiloh. See ya. <laughs> I got daddy-daughter hangout day with her, so I go pick her up every other week. Oh, nice. And then we hang out and do something. Yeah, any plans for that for me? Or? No. no. Half the time, we just go to Barnes & Noble and get a coffee and walk around, look at books and laugh at shit. 
Nice. Dude, let's show you. Hold on, I'm going to grab my phone. So you got to entertain them by yourself for half a second. Oh, man. Monologue? Yep. I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. I think it's just going to be dead air. Oh, look at that, man. I didn't leave you hanging for too long. That's good, because it was going to be dead air. <laughs> All right. So. Somehow. Oh, God. Oh. So. I've got like, I got to get this first thing, and then I'll tell you the second thing, and then I'll show you the first thing. <laughs> All right, All right. So somehow the I, I'm looking, I'm looking for this picture I wanted to show you. This message pops up, and uh, my buddy, Doctor Nick, uh -huh. my chiropractor workout buddy, he's dating this girl who apparently is like a social media. Uh, Influencer. Person. Influencer, thank you. Yeah, something, word. man. Something. Okay. I hate that fucking word. But it's a word. It's a word, man. <clears throat> it's the weakest of all fucking forms of... Like, in my mind, if you're a fucking social media influencer, it's like... That's, it's like I the lowest that, form of having some sort of impact on people. I, I think it would rival a life coach. They're the same goddamn thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what she's I'm saying. a life coach, too. Why would you say <laughs> yeah, that, man? Yes, Why yes. would you say... Yes. Yes. For no, job titles? No, dude. There's there's definitely this weird, like, you know, that's not a real job and that's not a real thing being a social media influencer. It's like they made up this whole little subcategory for themselves because they couldn't actually do the real thing, which is achieve great shit to fucking inspire people and right. then fucking be some sort of an authority on it. Like, not just like, oh, hey, happy times, fucking... Yeah, so, I'm, like, so I, the way I see social uh, media influencers, mo like, yeah, it's because they don't have a title, because they haven't achieved anything else. Anything. yes. But they have this facade yes. of, the, of excelling at something. Yes. And so they dupe all these other fucking yes. dummies, all these momos into believing. They, they, instead of actually achieving something and then sharing their knowledge, right. they had... They put on the show like they've achieved yeah. something. Yeah, that's that's what I when I right. hear influencer, that's what I yeah, that's what I think too. Because like I don't think of like uh, I don't I don't know why it popped in my mind, but like Keenan Cornelius, like I don't call him a social media influencer. No, he is, but that's not what you call but that's him not his because title. he's a fucking because he's done a champ. Shit. You know, he like he has things that he's accomplished. So you right. point to those and you say, well, because he's done those things, he does have an influence. And one of those ways that he has influence is through social media, but that's not the only way he has influence. Right. And and just being popular on social media isn't the reason that he has influence. Right. And but so yeah, that's the distinction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you know, that's someone who's really doing something. But you extract that one little piece out, and you're like, oh, I'm on social media, and people like me, and that makes me a social media influencer. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, man, that's not real. Like, it's not fucking real. Yeah. So anyway, somehow... <clears throat> sorry, I hope Nick doesn't listen to this. <laughs> sorry, buddy. No, 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 it's all right, man. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Um, but the point is, is, uh, you know, they, uh, he, they're putting together this group. So apparently Instagram has changed the algorithm. And again, this is why it's so fucking important. It drives me nuts. This is the other thing I hate about social media influencers is if you really want to have an influence on people, you build your email list. You don't build your fucking social media following. So that right there tells me that you're an idiot. You don't fucking understand how the game works. You're investing all your time, energy, and effort in building up and promoting someone else's platform. Because that's what Instagram is, it's a fucking platform. And so every time that you're devoting all your time and energy into, into building your Instagram following, what you're really doing is promoting Instagram mm -hmm. and building their platform. 
And as soon as they decide either A, you've said something that you're not supposed to say, and now you're banned, or they change the algorithm. And so now all of a sudden all the people who are seeing your shit aren't seeing it anymore. You're at their fucking mercy. You don't play that fucking game. You get your own email list. You build your own email list. That's real influence. It's not sexy, right? Because you can't fucking, oh, go check out my, my email list. And you, you know what I mean? There's not a number and some flashy thing you can show people where you can go to Instagram and be like, look, I got fucking 20,000 followers. Like, you know, 19,000 of them don't even know who the fuck I am. And they got put on here by a bot, by some right. other idiot who's doing the same fucking game I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's like, so they changed the algorithm and now you're fucked. <clears throat> so you need to build your own platform. So right there, social, that's why social media influencers are just right out the box are fucking morons. Um, and then, you know, so you got to figure this out. So they've changed this algorithm. And so now, yeah, you know, smaller influencers don't have the same impact. And so they put together this group where we're all supposed to like go in and, and like and share. And like every day I'm supposed to go and fucking spend like 10 plus minutes of my day going through and promoting and doing all this shit to other people's stuff that I normally wouldn't, right? We're, we're, we're rigging the system right. to try to get our stuff in this algorithm that Instagram's using now. And so, oh, I don't know why I said I would do it. And, you know, it was one of these spur of the moment things where I didn't really realize exactly what, what was going on. Because I didn't, I haven't met her. I don't know her that well. Like he's dated her and, and you know, blah, blah, blah. So when he asked me if we want to be part of this group, and I was just like, sure, man, why not? And then I started getting into it, and I realized, like, oh, we're playing this fucking social media influencer bullshit game. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, I don't want to be part of that, man. I don't want any part of that. So, but anyways, as I was looking at my phone, there's some message from them, like, oh, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And I'm like, Jesus, that's right, I got to get out of this thing. So it was my reminder, like, fuck, but I hate that whole thing. And everyone knows it. Like, they know they're playing a game, yep. and they know they're There's playing a game, a game the system, yep. and they know they're playing a game, and everybody's playing this fucking game, but they all just play it. And it's like, what are you people doing, man? Like, you don't have to play it. Just because everyone else around you is playing this game, it does not mean that you have to play it too. Like, maybe you can step back and find another way to solve the problem. Like, what problem are you solving exactly? Uh, yeah, anyways. They're not solving any problems? No, man. It drives me nuts. It's like, you know, if you want to have influence, man, have influence. So here's some fucking influence. I'm showing Rob the cover of a book that Shiloh and I found. Amish romances blossom on the island of Kauai. Yes. Amish Hawaiian adventures. <laughs> what? This is a book? It's a legit book in Barnes and Nobles, man. Uh, yeah. There's so many questions that are popping up in my head. First of all, is there Amish people in Hawaii? No, no, no. They travel to Hawaii. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually looked into it a little bit. I read the back <laughs> of it. Dude, I'm like, I got to Like I said, this is... It's fun. You go to the bookstore. It's actually a book. It's a book sitting on the fucking bookshelf, man. Dude. You would be shocked. If you went into Barnes & Nobles and wandered around for half an hour, it's entertaining, There's actually books man. like that, huh? Super entertaining. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're like, what? There's just things and there's stuff that you never even knew. You don't even have to read the book. You it just inspires me. I should write a book. Well, yeah, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> if that can freaking be a book, I can, I can write a book. Dude, yeah, it's funny, man. Yeah, so Amish love tales in Hawaii. So both of them basically have to do with somebody going, some chick from the Amish community, usually in Indiana. I don't know why it's like in Indiana. There's a lot of Amish people in Indiana. There you go. That's the why. Land of the nipple tassels. 
It's probably why they have nipple tests also. Okay, Different cool. conversation, but yeah. it could be. Um, yeah, so <laughs> for various reasons, it's come up in our uh, Grumpy Guy class several times that in Indiana, you can't have full nudity. So They used to be. I don't know if the rules yeah. have changed. At one point, nipple tassels or some sort of covers. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Indiana nipple tassels is now a coaching cue for us in Grumpy Guy. <laughs> Grumpy Guy. <laughs> Turn your nipple tassels. <laughs> so anyways... Um, they go to Hawaii, Kauai in this case, which is ironic because that's where we live and where Shiloh, or Kill is from, and somehow meet someone and they, you know, fall, there's this love and then they have to like question whether they want to stay here with them or go back to their Amish community in Indiana. And so that's pretty much both stories or some variation of, uh, of that, where you're on vacation on an island love blossoms and then you have to choose between love and your faith riveting apparently it is because that's not the only one there were several (laughs) other books that's that's hilarious yeah i'm pretty sure they're written by non-amish people too that's the funny thing i'm like i I, i'm like i was looking at it and i'm pretty sure that the chicks are friends like you know they have close friends or they have some sort of connection with the amish community but they're not actually amish themselves so it's pretty funny that you got like non-Amish people writing Amish uh, romance. It's that's didn't know that was a genre, but I um, guess I'm glad I know that now. I'm not sure what to do with that information. <clears throat> Nothing. You just follow the ways. Like interesting. Interesting. Humans are interesting. Yes, we are interesting creatures. That's where I would follow that yeah, way. For so. sure. So yeah, man. So what was the other? You said you had to show me two things. No, no, no. That oh, was that it. was it. It was the that social was media thing, and then yeah, yeah okay, the gotcha. social media thing. I knew was going to take me down a path, and I needed to pull up the first thing first, or I was going <laughs> to so come, come back, back and be like, I don't know what I was doing. So, but uh, so, anyways, yeah. Did you see the big jujitsu related news? Mm-hmm. That no, what the Kainen Durante? Oh yeah, got pop pop top uh, for PEDs, and so they retroactively. Took his world's title. Really? Yeah. So he got he, he tested positive there. Yes. Obviously. And then just came just like the results just came out. So he's he ended up uh, got suspended for a year. They stripped him of his title, and so that took place back in like June or whatever. Yeah. So so he he loses the first place. I think Leandro Lowe was second. So now he is by de facto the champ of worlds of last year, and. Kind of can't compete in IBJJF until uh, June of this year, huh. so it's already coming up on you know a couple more, a few more months. Yeah, yeah. Because here's the reason: like if he would have just he pulled the whole tame supplement, yeah, plea, right. And so they bought it. They said he got they found the Austrian in his system, and so they said, okay, we'll I guess we'll believe you. So instead of suspending you for four years, we'll yeah. suspend you. Yeah, for a year I heard that. Yeah, for a year. Yeah. So, huh? huh. I don't know. It, 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 I feel like the IBJJF because they do their own testing, right? Uh, USADA. I think they use USADA. Do they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Okay, man. Yeah, I guess so. They gotta hire somebody. Yeah, I guess they probably somebody. don't have somebody at IBJJF. Because those, the guys that, yeah, and yeah the guys that are doing rough in the matches, they don't. Rotate in and out, like, hey, you're keeping score. Oh, you're running samples today. You're running samples today. <laughs> it's a fucking. I'm sure. I uh, hopefully that's not how it works. No, 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 no. So, yeah, their whole like testing thing just seems weird. Like, I mean, why do the results come out so fucking 
late afterwards. Yeah, why does it take six months? Yeah, it shouldn't take six, six plus months. months for the results it's almost up. like they're trying to decide what they want to do with the results. Yeah, maybe they come out and they got to have hearings and appeals and they don't make it public info for a long time. So maybe that's the delay that we're seeing at, at yeah. the end result. That's probably a safe assumption. Uh, yeah. I don't know, but it just it makes you think a lot, a lot of things. Like, one, I would love one of these guys just to be like, yeah, I trained my fucking ass off, so I take some juice to help me recover, and I got caught. I'm so sick of hearing the the tainted, tainted supplement. supplement like, thing, come man. on, man. Yeah, I know. It, yeah, dude. It's because like to train to compete and train at that level, that higher level, like, like you are doing unhealthy shit. You are training hard as fuck, beating your body up. Like it's probably healthier to be on some sort of PED. So you recover better. So you're not yeah. overtrained. So you're not getting injured. And it, dude, I almost guarantee almost every one of these guys is on something. Oh yeah, for sure. I almost guarantee. You know, it's uh, Seth Daniels. Was it? I did an interview with some outlet. <laughs> like in the the headline of the article was by Seth was I love being on PEDs. <laughs> <laughs> and he yeah. t- he's saying the same thing I am. Like yeah, they're all fucking on it. He's like I take it. He's like so I can train my ass off. He's like, you know, he's like, yeah, he's like, that's what we don't test for him. He's like, it's not going to make a huge difference. You know, he's like, you still put me up against somebody that's technically superior. They're going to beat me. It's not going to make me better at arm bars. It just allows me to train harder. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I like reside on it. If you do it, the problem is I think a lot of these guys probably aren't doing it intelligently. They just get their hands on whatever they're taking and just take it. They're not testing their life. Because like, if you're going to take testosterone, for example, to do it intelligently, you know you should go get your levels checked prior. And then if you're going to go on a cycle of whatever you're taking, you need to have your, uh, your testosterone levels checked every three months, I would say. It depends on how much you're taking, how often. To do it healthy, because you're going to do your body long-term damage. If you're just fucking putting a needle in your ass and taking or taking pills, whatever form you got, yeah, like you're going to do some long-term damage. You really could, but if you monitor it and you don't let your, you know, say I'm just speaking from TRT example, yeah, like testosterone replacement therapy. If you're just taking that and you're not letting your levels get astronomical, you're not jacking them up to the twelve or fifteen hundred range. You're going to be fine long-term, but. Most guys aren't doing the test. They're just, oh, you know, getting your hands on some shit and fucking taking it. You know, I feel great. Well, yeah, because you got fucking 1,800. <laughs> your T levels are 1,800. Yeah, of course you feel fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, I can train hard every day, twice a day. Well, yeah, but once you stop taking that, you're fucks, Phil. Yeah. Yeah, you because know, your body's not going to produce it anymore. Yeah, man, I'd be curious. Because, I mean, at this point, I mean, steroids aren't a mystery. I no. mean, people know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. It's probably not that hard to find a legitimate, you know, probably pretty well tested, uh, like regimen, yeah. you know? And so I think that, uh, yeah, I think that, um, I think it's a lot safer. And I think probably people are probably doing it a lot more intelligent. Cause just, I remember dude, back in our day, like it literally was, you couldn't find any fucking, I remember Dan Duchesne's like, uh, underground steroid handbook. It was like, you know what I mean? Like no one, there was no legitimate information. It was like the fledgling days of the internet. And like, dude, before that, if you want to know how to take steroids, 
Like, you better hope the dude that you were getting it from at your gym knew what he was talking about. Was talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and you, there was a lot of cases where they they didn't. And, you know, and steroids really are, I mean, as far as, like, performance enhancing goes, I mean, they're less than 100 years of use. I mean, I'm pretty sure that, like, hormones and shit like that. But, like, if you look at it, I think it was it was the mid-1900s, like, give, call it, like, 1900s, like, it was so fucking long ago, Right. But it was, it was like 1950, give or take a, a decade, where you had weightlifting coaches starting to like use them with their athletes and just like give them out. Like there was a point when they were legal. Like they haven't always been illegal. So like you had, you, you athletes who were like, oh shit, this shit works. And they started taking them. And then, God, forget like, yeah, the whole nonsense that gets it you know, illegal, but that's what creates the environment that we have today. But it's not that long ago, right? It's less than a hundred years ago, really, that people were getting serious about using steroids for athletic performance. That is not that long, man. Like people had no fucking clue what they were doing just 50 years ago. And so today, I mean, obviously you look at just all the steroid scandal, man, like reading, um, dude, I've read a couple books. I've read the, uh, the one on, what is his name? Tyler Hamilton. He was a teammate of Lance Armstrong. And he had a book that just detailed all the fucking blood doping and all the crazy shit that went on in cycling. <clears throat> and then uh, just the whole like Barry Bonds thing. I read that book and then the A-Rod one. They had that funny... Uh, the kid, the, the kids doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, man. But like, dude, that Tony Bosch guy, that was not the smartest guy in the world. But he was, uh, you know, able to figure out some legitimate things to help enhance performance and keep things from getting caught. Like... You know, it wasn't until they pissed off that one dude over like a couple grand that brought the whole thing down, you know? And uh, anyway, so the, the point is, I think that, um, I think a lot of people at high levels do performance enhancing drugs. And I think that it's way more sophisticated <coughs> than, you know, probably most people give it credit for. I mean, I'd even say like most of those guys competing, like they're, they're probably not just uh, they've done some research or, or they're relying on someone that's done some research. Like they're getting some advice, you know, like they're not, I remember when I did fucking steroids and it was like, what can we get? Decadrabolin and Primabol and Depot, yeah, right? That's yeah. what we could get that's in Greece, right? Get. That's what you use. That's what you got, yeah. And so we were, it was like, okay, well one day we'll take a shot of this and they'll wait a day and the next day we'll take, I mean, we were like literally making shit up and cause where the fuck else were you going to get information, right? right? So like, I'll bet they're not doing that. Right. It's not that ignorant. But I don't think it's, I still don't, I think at the <clears throat> highest levels, yes. I'm talking like, you, you yeah. talk pro athletes. Yeah, those guys, like, you you know, NFL, NBA, yeah. whatever. They, they, if they, you're they cheating, got, they're hiring people they're to help you cheat at that level. At the jiu-jitsu pro level? No, I, yeah. But it's still it's, more intelligent. It's, I'm more, telling you, it's like, more intelligent than when we were kids. Right. But I still, most of them, there's not a significant. Being an idiot today is probably, like, would have qualified as a pretty goddamn fucking intelligent way to do this 50, 60 years ago. Okay, I, I, I'll agree with that, but that still doesn't mean they're not doing it, they're, that they are Four doing it intelligently. Better. It no, depends on what yeah. filter you run it through. It's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. Yeah, I'm just saying, I think that the unintelligent, doing it unintelligently is more intelligent today Correct. than it used to be. And so, like, a lot of these negative side effects and a lot of these things that people associated with doing it unintelligently. Is, is really associated with doing it like 
completely like, I was doing right. it unintelligently. Like, right. that is where you fuck yourself up. Like, doing it unintelligently today, there's there's probably still some, some guardrails that keep you from fucking yourself up too terribly bad. Of course, you are, you're always going to have your people who are like, you know, well, fucking 50's good, 100's better, and 200's the fucking greatest. Like, I raised my right? I'm that type of guy. So you're always going to have that kind of uh, unintelligent right. use. Um, and yeah, I think that that type is probably more typical of what you find in the jiu-jitsu scene than what you do at like a higher, more right. sophisticated level like NFL. Because they got the money. Yeah. And the people behind yeah, it. Yeah, man. You yeah. got tens of millions of dollars on the line. Like, dude, you're a jiu-jitsu athlete. Like, you're not sniffing, dude. I mean, there's people whose game checks, right? In in the fucking NBA or like NFL or something like that. Like they're because that's the funny thing. Like they get paid per game. Like you forget that. Like they literally do. They get a game check every week. They get paid because it's this is your salary and this breaks down to this per game per week. And that's how they, you know, if you get suspended without pay, right? So it's not just I'm missing these games. I'm missing those game checks. Like you're not getting paid for those games. So that's just a really weird thing. Like, yeah, you're still getting a weekly paycheck. It's just for like $10 million. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, that's, you know, Seth brought that up in the, in, in his <clears throat> interview. To what fan? He was talking about, he's like, yeah, he's like, these guys, he's like, who cares about the IBJJF? Like, yeah, if they get tested, they pop out, they can compete all yeah. the other places and they're not making squat for money. Right. They make a good I mean, Jeff pays them nothing. They, Ten, let's say they win all the tournaments or something in IBJJF, like, what, they make 10 grand a year or something, yeah. maybe? Maybe, you know, you have to look at the purses if they win the absolutes, all this, but it's nothing. It doesn't, like, they're in the negative. Yeah. You know, it's costing them money to compete in all these IBJJF tournaments. Yeah. He's like, so it's yeah, it's kind of fucking silly. Yeah, it's a weird, but, you know, the value is, is the the value in winning an IBJJF tournament is in the, like, the name value. Right. Versus, you know, some other organization that may pay better but you're like yeah i won this tournament and you know just your average uh jujitsu uh enthusiast or whatever like they know ibjjf like we've talked about it before it's a weird thing it is a weird thing you know like yeah if you look at it like men are it's this weird symbiotic relationship where like the athletes need ibjjf and again like you know you look back at a time like dude ibjjf they're kind of like, uh, I don't know, like, like unions, like work unions, right? Like at one point, they really did serve a truly legitimate purpose. Like there was a time when you needed, the, like there wasn't an organization that was trying to make, you know, run good. Like you've talked about it, man. Like, you know, you used to like go to IBJJF tournaments because you knew they'd be well run because a local tournament before that was like a shit show. Shit show. And now you can find really well-run local tournaments. And so IBJJF isn't, you know, it's not this stark contrast between what they were doing and trying to do. And man, to give them credit, they did it, right? Like they stepped up and they did create the organization and they did, you know, step the game up for, for tournaments and things like that. But uh, yeah, now, so now they've got themselves, it's kind of like, you know, uh, Facebook, right? Like Facebook grew to popularity and now it's like everyone needs Facebook, but if Facebook was back then what it is today, it wouldn't have grown in popularity to this point. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of what's happened with the IBJJF. Like, you know, if it, if, it, if it was like, if things were like this when it started, it never would have gotten to this point. But it's gotten to this point, and now it's like, okay, but you guys are almost kind of antiquated. Like, 
you know, how, why are we still so fucking relying on you? It drives us nuts that we're relying on you. And, uh, but we still keep spending money on Facebook ads. So here, there you go. <laughs> People are there. People go to IBJJF, but dude, the turn, the, the world title swapping thing, that's interesting. It's, yeah. That's super interesting because I mean, old boy, I used to name Kenyon, Kenyon. K, I think it's Kanan because it's K-A-Y-N-A-N. Kanan? Okay, K-A-N-A-N. yeah. I believe it's how it's spelled. Yeah. Um, he beat people on the way to that title match with Leandro Lowe. Right. So... So does everybody move up a slot? Right. Well, it's like... How, so some... You know, he... So somebody else would have faced Leandro in the finals. Right. And you, and you know, as it, well as I like MMA math or jiu-jitsu math doesn't work. Just because like Kanan beat Opponent A, well, if opponent A would have won, he might have gone against this guy in the second round, and it could have been a different outcome there. Right. It doesn't doesn't all translate. The whole bracket would have changed. It could have drastically changed. The whole bracket would have changed. Yep. And so to just, like, you know, take him out and then... I guess like third place moves up to second. I, I don't know. All I saw, I, mean, I didn't look into it. I saw, I read the article that just said Leandro Lowe was second and they stripped him of his title. So I believe uh, they now, in the record books, Leandro Lowe is the champion of huh. 2019 it's, Worlds. It's funny because you know, I'm sure you're probably, or maybe you're not like peripherally aware of the, uh, there's something similar going on in baseball where. They found out that the Houston Astros the, were the tr- beating on the trash can and the, the camera in the stealing center field signs. stealing signals. Yeah, like you know, and yep. so they won a World Series right. doing that, and you know it's it's this weird thing because like baseball won't do that. Like they've already said, like you know, if, if someone gets stripped of the title, that's just going to be a vacated year. Right. It's, we're not going to reward or you know say that the you know Dodgers who they beat are now World Series champions. And so, you know, they've just, they, it's this weird thing where they've punished the club, you know, and they punished some of the higher ups. They didn't punish the players and pretty much because they didn't want to like go to battle with the players union over it. They just knew that it's just automatic. If you issue a punishment on a player, the players union is there to defend them and make sure that even if they are guilty of it, that the punishment is fair, right? Like, right. so there's going to be some friction and feedback no matter what. So they didn't they didn't do anything to the players. They just punished the people that they had control of and then they said, but we're while we're admitting that they cheated, or you know, saying they cheated, and obviously it gave them an advantage because we're punishing them over it, but we're not going to vacate, we're not gonna strip them of their title. And you know, people in baseball like you know, the players are obviously like, What the fuck, man? Like this doesn't make any sense. And it, uh, but it's kind of similar, right? It's like you don't want to vacate a title. You know, like IBJJF does not want the record books to have 2019 vacated, no world champion. Right. You know what I mean? That just looks bad in your record books. So you 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 don't want that. So it's just it's just interesting that the two different ways that these organizations, because it's the same problem. You found out that so your champion cheated. cheated. Now. What do you do? Because you don't want to vacate a title in your record books. So how do you handle it? And like baseball chose to like just ignore the advantage and let them keep their title. And IBJJF stripped them and then bumped one dude up, you know, kind of ignoring how really everything would have changed. That's why baseball is not going to, that's why they said they won't change it. Because 
like everything would have changed. Right. The whole thing would have changed. You can't just say the Dodgers would have won if they weren't cheating. Like you have no clue what would have happened if the Astros weren't doing what they were doing from day one. And so, you know, yeah. What do you do, man? <laughs> funny thing. It's a funny, you know, it's, you try to put yourself, talking from the baseball scandal perspective there, like put yourself in the player's shoes. Uh, like it gets brought to light that your team's cheating, and you know it's wrong. Like, dude, it puts you in an like, like how does that conversation get you know broached? You know, like I mean, do they have a team meeting? You know what I mean? Like, hey, here's the deal: when we beat on a trash can three times, you know, a fastball is coming. Right. You know, you know, whatever they did, they had it was a, a team wide system. Yeah, included like yeah, people. Out, it wasn't just players. Players. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. were. It was the whole, everybody knew. Everybody was in on it. Yeah. No one, no one was like, hey, I don't feel good about this. Like, this isn't cool. Yeah. But nope, everybody was just like, all right. Compartmentalize it enough and you get away with it enough. And, yeah. you know. And then there's the old, I mean, baseball is notorious for it. Like, dude, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Well, there was, there, there was something to do with a bat recently, too, in, in the World Series. There were guys, there was some sort of, like, illegal taping job. Dude, could and be... I mean, there, there was, there's been a few things like I don't follow. I remember you know. one of the best examples years and years ago, Derek Jeter, I forget where it was, but he, a pitch was super close and man, it looked like it hit him. You know, one of those that like grazed him and he's, he's like acting it up, man, acting it up. And then they go back and they check the replay, he gets awarded first base and they go back and they check the replay and fucking thing didn't even touch him. No. No. The so, Lambeer flop. Kind of, yeah. So it's like, yeah. but you know, here's Derek Jeter. He's like this pillar of, you know, like everything you want your your ball player hero to be. Like he doesn't cheat. He doesn't, you know, he's like has this higher standard, right? And yet here he is cheating. That's fucking cheating. If you didn't get hit by that ball and you are faking like you got hit by that ball because you know that if you can sell it, you're going to get first base. Right. It, you know, and it's this weird thing in baseball. Like, they really do have this code of, like, you know... And that's where I kind of, like, you know, where... It's a slippery slope they live on. It, it is, man. They all cheat. They're all fucking pushing the lines, trying to cheat. Yeah, and it is a slippery slope because... And you're and it's, they're proud of it. They say it. It's like, yeah, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. We all know. We're all fucking trying to do it. Yeah, because in that instance, like, I that doesn't... That doesn't uh, I don't morally object to that because I see that as a Lambier flop. Right. You, you, you know. But I'm saying it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope because that to using a camera in center field to steal signals, right. that's a big leap and that's obviously wrong. But when someone follows you in basketball and you play it up and, you know, like I'm referring to Bill Lambier and his flops, you know, he's notorious for it. It's part of the game. It's I see that. Right, exactly. You know, it's, it's, where, it, I where, where's that line? Where's that line? Where does that, where does it's that line? not like you have this sport where there is this, like, no, we tolerate no cheating. There is a stark line in the sand. You know, anyone who cheats is frowned upon and shamed out of the game. Right. You know, it's not like that is the culture in baseball. And then this happened and you're like, how did this happen? It's kind of like... Because, eh. all right, how about someone's on second base, right? Like, you got a, you got one of your players on second base, and you're up to bat, and he's looking in at the signs and trying to see if he can signal you to let signal him know what there. he thinks he sees. Is that cheating? 
I know it's sick. right. So, so then it was like, well, they're using a camera, and they're re- so it's so like, they're stopping that, like yeah. yeah, like so you know, again, yes, they definitely crossed the line, but you can kind of see how when that line got crossed, it was crossed in this fuzzy way where maybe people were like, eh. and then by the time they got to the end, you're looking back and like, Jesus Christ, we went way past that line. But it's not like you went from here to here in one right. fell swoop. It, it was a gradual downhill slide. Yeah, like to when, using a camera. When someone suggested it, you're not automatically like, "Dude, that's cheating." We don't do that. Right. You know, the the thing is, is like, that wouldn't make. Could it we do that? Could right. we pull that off? How do we do that while not? You know what I mean? Like right. that's that's more of the conversation I bet in baseball when someone comes up with something like that. It's not like that's cheating. No way. It's like, huh? That'd be interesting. See if we get away with that. So. But anyways, it's a interesting way to handle having your, your champions cheat either way. So, you know, it's like that in jiu-jitsu. I mean, everybody knows you're not supposed to be doing steroids, bro. Right? It's cheating. It's cheating. Technically, it's cheating. So, but everyone knows, like, uh, it's, it's fucking super common, even if it's just, like, TRT, like testosterone, right. yeah, like that's steroids, man. That's, that's, that's steroids, technically. Yeah, anything that is unnat- like elevating your... Exogenous. Yeah, hormone levels above right. what they would normally be, you know, then you are... Technically yeah. cheating. Yes, that's yeah. so. But, yeah, everybody just kind of... It's kind of like the old days of fucking bodybuilding, right? Or, or rest, like pro wrestling, when everyone's right. like... Oh, like they're trying to pretend like, no, this is real. We're not cheating. We're not taking steroids. Right. And it's just like, dude, come on, Joe Weeder. Quit fucking trying to sell us this shit. Like, we like these freaks. Like, I want to see these fucking beasts go at each other. So, like, let's just cut the facade. But You know, maybe that's my solution. Instead of this, you know, from our last week's conversation of creative addiction, overtraining, not sleeping enough. Maybe I just need to get on the sauce. That's what I said. That'd solve all my problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, it would temporarily. There's still, yeah, yeah. On a long enough timeline, man. Every, that that that's really what a lot of this stuff is. Is like you're doing something that's unsustainable, right? And so you're trying to see if you can do something that'll push out the timeline yep. of sustainability. Like, and that's, that's really what it is. That's really what it is. Like, you know, that's what, that, that's a lot of what our recovery, nutrition, all that stuff is on some level is like, you know, we're trying to push out the, how far this is sustainable because it's not sustainable on a long enough timeline. Mm-hmm. Like no one gets out of here alive. So, but, uh, yeah, eventually though, you still have to take some naps or sleep some more, sleep some more. I think sleeps, Dude, especially as you get older, man, it's just tough. I hate to say it, but, you know, it's not just a number, right? Like, it is, but it's not. Like, your body's different. And, it, yeah, like, sleep becomes way more important. Like, I don't know how the fuck I got away with the amount of sleeps I did. I know, dude. That is look back to the things I did when I was younger. It's like, good lord. Like, how did I do that? Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking, yeah, I don't know. So, I got two things. I know we got to wrap up here because you got work coming up. About 15 minutes or so, yeah. So, one, we're watching The Simpsons. It's on Disney+. And so, man, the first seat, like, I I don't know where they got... There's a line where The Simpsons kind of stopped getting as smart and just being a little bit more... Slapsticky. Yeah. Yeah. Man, those first, like, you know, fucking five, six, seven seasons of that show were just so brilliant, man. Like, so smart. 
And, uh, but anyways, we're watching that and, you know, they always have their scene where they come running into the living room. Right. And man, in season one, they came running in and they had no couch. Really? The Simpsons were ahead of the curve. Of course, they look confused, but I was like, it's like they, Simpsons did it. Simpsons already got rid of their couch. <laughs> they got the couchless living room, Rob. Yes. It's starting to trend. <laughs> so, anyways, I thought you'd appreciate the Simpsons. Uh, I always appreciate the Simpsons. Beating you to that, but... Uh, Damn it. All right, so we're going to we'll end with a little Jeopardy-style um, game. Oh. So, nah, I was reading this stupid article on uh, rudest things you can do in the gym. Like, at the gym, okay, working out. Regular Gold's Gym. Yeah, just going to the Gold's Gym, your okay. purple fucking Planet Fitness, whatever, man. Okay. So, yeah, if you're going to name off, like, some of the rudest things people can do at the gym, like, what would you say... Oh, there's a lot of them. I know, man. I was, I was I, I'm just, just, I can start rattling them off. I don't. I, I'll have to rank them later. But no, I, I don't think they were ranked. But it's uh, just like you know, not racking your weights. Yep, that was one of them. Sweating all over the equipment, not no, cleaning it no, up. No, that was one of them. Uh, old dudes walking around naked in the locker room. Yeah, they didn't have that one. Uh, people. I don't know if this is rude, but it's, to me it's disgusting. Like just walking around barefoot in like the saunas and the hot and the steam rooms and the pools. And yeah. The, no, no sandals, just fucking barefoot. I mean, it's more dirty for them. Than yeah. It's, it's not really rude. It's not rude. But it's just like, yeah. Come on now. Um, those are probably the top ones. Yeah. But not reacting the weights and sweating on shit. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely. Those are the some of the top ones. Yeah, you know, like uh, when they were like, you know taking too long on equipment yeah and they're just hanging out on hanging out yeah they're like in this age of iPhones everyone yeah. just hangs out in between sets and sometimes they just totally just sit there the whole time yeah whatever. so that was that was definitely one one was like uh, it was like selfie etiquette and they were like you know it was like a whole little section like one which is funny you don't think about it until you think about it but like don't take selfies in the locker room just like Dude, it's like people are in their fucking changing. Like, this right. is a locker room. Like, you shouldn't be in there taking pictures, period, in a locker room, right? But, like, the fact that you have to explain this to people is just really weird. Like, how fucking self-absorbed are you to not be able to recognize that pulling out your phone and taking a picture, even if it's a fucking selfie, in a locker room is just, like, rude. Like, mm-hmm. that's a social faux pas, motherfucker, for sure. This is a private fucking area that you should not be using recording devices in. I mean, dude, they got fucking rules about when you can use cameras in NFL locker rooms. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... Yeah, so anyways, that was one. But they were talking about how, uh, you know, when you're taking a selfie in the gym, you don't want to make it a big deal. You want to try to not have a whole lot of people in the background because it's rude to them. Maybe they don't want to be seen. And then they were pointing out, like, you also don't want to be faking like you're taking a selfie so that you can get a picture mm-hmm. of someone else videotape somebody and fucking else. like yeah body shame them or they called it selfie shame uh, people like using your selfies to fucking shame other people in the background I was like Jesus dude what is that I never even like thought about that well you want because there's this YouTube channel that I love uh, I think the title of it is like OE Fitness I don't know what OE stands for but most of his videos are Gym Idiots, are the titles of it. Right. And it's just all the knucklehead and the ridiculous shit you see in the gym. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's so entertaining. Oh, that's entertaining, yeah. But, but that's how most people are getting these videos. Right. They're kind of, 
you can tell they're kind of mimicking they're taking a selfie yeah 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 yeah. recording on the down low yeah 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 for sure I can see that. I mean, then again, that's one of those it's slippery cool. slopes. It's not cool, like, but... Some people need it, right? Like, there's yeah. definitely... I've seen... Dude, we've all seen... Like, dude, some of those people, like, no, no, no. These guys need to be called out. Yeah. Like, public shaming is still a valid form of keeping people in some sort of fucking line. Right. I, I don't think that getting away from shame as a motivation tool as a society is good. So, but, again, it's a slippery slope. It's like, so, you know, this guy's being an idiot, but then you got this guy over here who can't figure out where the pen goes on the machine, and you're making fun of him. Like, is that what you want to do? Right. So, it's funny, man. I was, uh, I just, dude, the gym is such a different environment. It than, is. It's in the jujitsu uh, gym. I mean, when you walk in the jujitsu gym, for the most part, I mean, you always have your knuckleheads who think they know what's going on. But that's the problem. You walk into a, a, a gold gym, and you've read like one issue of fucking muscle and fitness, which I'm, I'm fucking dating myself. I don't even know what the kids read today to think they know what the fuck they're doing. Um, you know, and you think you're an expert. Right. And I used to tell people this all the time. It's like, dude, you wouldn't read like one issue of car and driver and then go and try and work on your car. Right. You know, it's, all, it's kind of idiotic to think that you know what's going on when it comes to working out. It's a really weird thing. I guess that'd be another rude thing is unsolicited advice. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. I've encountered that a few times. Yeah, I don't think they had that down, but yeah, that would definitely be the unsolicited yeah. advice is always funny. Yeah, especially when it's obvious that they don't know what the fuck they're talking right. about. But uh, sorry, no, 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 you're right though. That's the you get these people that think they know what's going on, and they come in and it's like you're not in a jujitsu gym, a jujitsu gym. Like you're trying to build people's self image to the point they stick it out long enough to figure out what's going on. And there's just no, in the fitness world, man, like that is, it's just not the thing. Like you come in and it is like, even like motivation on some level, like your trainer, like, come on, work hard. You, you know, that's like, like the nicest thing they'll say. Like a lot of people like, you know, you know what I mean? Like motivation through like shame and, and through like fear and, and all these things. And it's like, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Like you gotta, you gotta encourage people. Gotta make them feel like not only it's Planet Fitness sort of way, like it needs to be legitimate, right? Like, right. there's a difference between trying to create a supportive environment and creating an environment free of uh, what you consider to be judgment, right? That's not the same thing. I create a supportive environment, I create a judgment free environment, that's not gonna be the same fucking thing, right? You know, people think they're like, well, why not? It's the same. You know, it's like, no, 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 totally different mindset. Like, I'm trying to approach this from a positive place of finding something, you know, of, of helping people. And here I'm trying to, like, weed out what I consider to be the bad behavior. And that's a totally different mindset when I'm trying to look at people and be like, you're doing this wrong and you're doing this wrong and you're doing this wrong. So it's, uh, yeah, the fitness world is just fucking backwards on that shit. It is backwards. What? Man, that, that could be a whole podcast in itself. Is the why it's backwards. You know, it's just the, it's the whole, the, there's no, there's very low barrier to entry. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of checks and balances. You know, you can just stroll in and pay your membership. and Dude, even, even to be a coach, right? Like, even in jiu-jitsu, like, you know, you can try to open a gym uh, as a white belt, but good luck. Right, like there's the the ranking system automatically like tells people like man this you know this person has a certain level of experience or whatever. It's like dude, you can get someone who 
I just, they crack me up, man. These kids in their fucking early 20s, right? They just got certified a year or two ago. And it's like they're social media influencers. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, I'm an expert on this shit. It's like, dude, you're an idiot. You are fucking people up right now and you don't even realize it. It's going to take you 10 years to get this shit figured out and realize all the things you've been doing wrong to get to where you're actually good at this. Sounds like jujitsu. Yep. Right? But that's not the the approach, man. You come in and, and, and again, no one can know. Right? And that's why, like, you know, jujitsu, you don't have these weird social media influencers in jujitsu because... So wait a minute, what's your Can, fucking yeah, credentials? Because if they're full of shit, it gets exposed. Exactly. Pretty easy. Pretty easy, man. If you're full of shit, exactly. You don't have to just look good. You have to be able to, I mean, at least have earned a fucking belt up to a point, right? right? Like, even if your only thing is like, dude, I'm a black belt or whatever. It's like, dude, you've at least put in the time and energy and effort to get to that point. So that makes you more than just some influencer, right? Like, so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the fitness world is just, it's, it's a funny thing. It's a funny thing, man. It's a really interesting thing. But anyways, that's why people should do jujitsu. It's better for you. It is better for you. It's better for your fucking health and mental spirit and getting real life skills and everything. Everything, man. This new spin the trend of like spin classes, man. It's like, okay, everybody's sitting in a dark room, spinning nowhere. You're going nowhere. Like what what are you fucking learning? What skill are you building right now? Breathing hard? Like what what are we doing here? Like, how's this, what's this going to transfer over to you? Nothing. Hey, at least they're doing something, though. I, I guess at least, so. at least they're doing something. You know, if I, that's the only thing they're doing, at least they're, doing, at least they're out there doing something. Yeah. I'll give them that. Yeah. I don't know. I can sit here knocking. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I try to be positive. That's good. Maybe we'll fucking end right there. We'll end on a positive <laughs> note. Hey, at least they're doing something. At least they're doing something. I know. Yeah. Now nah, you're right. They are. It is just, they're, being led in the wrong direction with what they need to be doing. So, agreed. Agreed. Oh, dude, how about Dan John giving me a shout that out? Was bad. I, I, I didn't see what was he just doing, like a Facebook Live thing or something? He or? does on his Instagram and Facebook, he just posts uh, videos. He does QA, like people write him in with questions, and so he's just answering questions. Okay. And so he, he posts like one question a day, and then at the end of the week, he like has them all on a podcast. Okay. And so, yeah, he was just answering somebody's asking about enduro mountain biking. And uh, he's so, pointing them in your direction? Yeah, you know, he gave him some answer. He'll get some, some good advice, but he was just, his point was like, you know, let experts do yeah. their thing. Know you know your lane and stay in it. Right. And then if you're, you may have some insight on something, but if you know if you know somebody that's better at it, like yes, don't be afraid to be like, hey, this guy would be, yeah, can answer the question better. Speaking of that, uh, I got I want to watch uh, the Facebook Live video that Joel Jameson put out about HRV. I watched it. Did is it was it good? It's good. You should watch it. Yeah, I want to yeah. watch it. <laughs> basically, the the summary I got when. You, Pre or pre to him doing it, prior to him doing it, was like, hey, I've got a lot of these questions. He's like, so I'm gonna do like a, like a Facebook Live answering a lot of these frequently asked. You'll questions. like it. Yeah. It'll it'll fill in a lot of blanks as to like why and just kind of what's going on. With HRV. And yeah. So you'll yeah you'll. I figured uh, it'd be good for me. Yeah. A little ed- education for myself. Yep. No, it was. I I've seen him present on it before. It's real similar to what. I think he does. It's real similar to what he presented on in Seattle when I went there okay. last year. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely really good. I mean, the I, it's, I'm glad you brought that up, man, because HRV is one of those things that it it's getting more popular, but 
just because it's getting more popular doesn't mean that people are actually using it right. And so you're getting a lot of, you know, the, um, so him presenting on it explained to me like why Morpheus is really the best way still to do it. And just all of the reasons that just like tracking your HRV throughout the day or just trying to track it all night while you're sleeping and things like that just aren't really practical. And if you look at, you know, the, the actual science and application of it, you see there's a lot of misapplied or, or misapplication of the HRV concept. So I think it'd be good. Um, yeah, definitely, the, you know, people educating themselves on some level on HRV so you can be an educated consumer because you're gonna find more and more people trying to sell you something based on HRV training or HRV right. monitoring as we move forward because it is very effective, but it's you gotta be careful you're not falling for a fucking buzzword as opposed to like actual um, applicable stuff. So yeah. I'm gonna try to watch that tonight when I get home. Cool. Yeah, man. We're right on. Call that a wrap. Yeah, you gotta get to work. Yeah, your work. That's right. Survive your Silverton adventures. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. I know. We talked about when you got here, man. That was uh, that was a good time, dude. That was freaking awesome. Yeah, great experience. It's good to do that, man. Get out and just do something really wild and adventurous every once in a while. I'm gonna have to do. That. I'm gonna do that more often. At least you know, at least once a season. I'm like, you have to try to go back and do it again. Man. Yeah, I know. I need to do something like that with riding this year. It's been a while since I've had like some good, you know, just grand adventure riding. So I used to do those things all the time. But, uh, yeah, so cool. this summer, man. All right, let's call it a wrap. All right, buddy. Work. See you. Sounds good. See you. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now, so get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Yeah.